Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here today to talk to you about some of the miracle stories that are happening right here in our own city, in our own state, every day. My name is Tony Kosha, and the title of our show is Tony's 50,000 Coincidence Miracles. Please note, uh, this show is not about religion, and we're not trying to change anyone's religion, and we're not trying to get you to join any religion. Uh, it's just about miracle stories. I don't know of any religion on the planet that doesn't talk about miracles. Uh, that's why religions begin, because they have something that's telling them there's really a God. But we're not going to get into that. We're going to just talk about miracles and leave the decisions about all that up to you. So we don't care what religion you are. Uh, we just want to talk about miracles. Uh, if you are an atheist, uh, I, I think you'll enjoy the program as well, although I can't guarantee you'll remain an atheist very long after you hear uh, many, many convincing stories, uh, coincidence kinds of stories about miracles. Uh, you can email me your own stories if you wish. Um, we'll try to use all we can on the show. I can't guarantee we will, depending on volume and time. But you're welcome to send your stories on to us, and we will mention them when we can. Or you can send them to the following email address. Um, uh, but please notice that if we do use your story, we won't mention your name. We'll keep you anonymous. And we suggest that in your story, when you send it to us, don't use your correct name. That way anyone listening will not be able to figure out that it was you that sent the story in. Uh, the email address you can send your stories to uh, is very easy to remember. It consists of two words and three numbers. The first word is Tony, spelled T-O-N-Y. And the second word is and, spelled A-N-D. And the numbers are 777. So once again, the name is Tony and 777 at AOL.com. Well, let us begin. This is our 11th week now, and as always, I suggest you have a pencil and paper handy to jot down some notes. We won't be talking very long. We have about 12 minutes, and uh, you may need to make some quick notes. Uh, after 11 weeks of sharing miracles with you, it's probably important at this point to make sure I stress for everybody that life is still 90% still a normal life. About 10% of our life, if we're blessed, will be filled with miracles every day. Uh, but we still have the other 90%. So we don't want people to think, uh, since you've been trying to have miracles, that life hasn't gotten any better. Because 90% of it is still going to be probably the same. Uh, we still lose our jobs. Uh, we still have bosses who may be unreasonable. Um, we uh, still get stressed and worried and frustrated. We worry, uh, we get ill, our families get ill. Uh, some of our friends and family, they pass away. Uh, the cars break down, uh, we have bills to pay. Uh, people still mistreat us. Uh, we bump into some unreasonable people in life. So 90% of life still goes on. So even though you're having miracles during your life, it doesn't erase the other 90%. You know, simple things like we still have to shower, we still have to sleep, we still have to eat our food and cook our food, and we have to work, we have to love and protect those that are special to us. Uh, we, we unfortunately have to deal with when we start hating people, we get angry with people, we have to learn how to deal with that. Uh, we still have family problems, raising a family, etc. 
So it's really important to realize if you're ever trying to help anybody enjoy miracles and find God in their life. Again, we don't preach religions, but, you know, God is God and there is a God. And you can't have miracles without having a God. So when you're trying to help people find God, find miracles and get that joy, get 10% of your day will be awesome. Uh, you have to tell them the rest of your life still goes on. For example, in the Bible, the story of Job Job was a very good friend of God, and he still had problems. Abraham was certainly a good friend of God, very famous man in the Bible, Abraham. He still had problems and family issues to deal with, etc. Moses certainly had problems. He wound up living in a desert for 40 years. Uh, that's a big problem. So we're going to still have problems. But we are now, because we notice miracles 10% of our day, maybe three miracles a day, and we're so blessed. Now that we are experiencing miracles, we've opened a, an amazing door because that means we are seeing God, we are sensing God, we're noticing Him, we're hearing Him, we're becoming familiar with His ways. And this is the most awesome experience of life because in that 10% of miracles, we get to be befriend and get to know and understand God in our life, the God who is present in my life. I'm a husband. Uh, you might be a wife, or you might be a sister, you might be a teacher, you might be a doctor. And when God enters your life, he comes and relates to you. It's like a, a, another one of you. God comes as a personal friend, a very close friend of yours. And if you're a doctor, he relates to you like a doctor. He doesn't relate to me like a doctor because I'm not a doctor. So in that 10% of miracles in our life, we find God as our best, closest friend by noticing the miracles, and we learn how to communicate with him. You could say the miracles teach us how to communicate and help us to learn the music and the symphony of God who orchestrates all of the notes. I'd like to share with you a personal uh, point in my life, a time in my life, where you'll see that we have negatives that happen, but because we've come to see miracles in our life, the things that go on in life normally that are sad, they're still sad, but now we have God to be with us. So uh, let me share a personal uh, and deeply sad story about something that happened in my life. Uh, my wife and I were married for 53 years. She was my high school sweetheart. Uh, I love her still very much, but I know she's going on to heaven. She had gotten very ill, and we'd been to the doctor several times, and we got to the point where they said, well, she only really now has only a few days left, and that was certainly a tough time in our life uh, for the family. I have three children and myself. So we went through all the sadnesses and typical things that most people go through, and this was six years ago. Uh, but I'd like to relate to you what happened uh, on the night that she passed away. Uh, we only had a few days left, and we were sleeping, and I was awakened by an inner voice, the voice of God that we come to be familiar with. It's inspirations and ideas that come into our mind, and the familiar voice inside my my soul said, you need to get up and go spend time with Julie now, because it's almost 444. And so I recognized a voice. I was impressed and stunned by it. I got up. I went to be with my wife. I took her hand and hold, was holding her hand. She was in a coma state at this point. And when I took her hand, she began to take a very deep and peaceful deep breath. And she exhaled peacefully. And uh, knowing that she was in a coma, I was stunned by how peaceful this was and how long it took. And then she took a second breath, the same thing, very peaceful, very deep. 
very calm. And then a third breath, and after the third breath uh, was exhaled, uh, she stopped uh, breathing. And I was, you know, certainly sad and stunned and spent a moment trying to cope with my feelings. And then I got that inner voice again, that miraculous uh, inner voice of God, our best friend. And he, and he inspired me to look at my watch, and I did. It was 4.44 on the nose. Uh, so my wife passed away at 4.44, and, you know, that earlier voice said, you need to go be with Julie because it's almost 4.44. So this was monumental that I knew God was with me during all of this sad moment. There he was right beside me, counseling me and guiding me. Um, and then for the next two weeks, practically uh, almost every couple of days anyway, for the next two weeks, uh, I would be awakened at 4.44 in the morning, at least twice a week. Um, so that was pretty impressive and amazing. And I felt God's presence with me when that was happening, and also my wife's presence with me while that was happening. Also, several of her friends and uh, several of her family members also experienced waking up at 4.44 in the morning for something a few days after uh, the funeral uh, was over. And the people had heard this story. They called me and told me that they too had been waking up at 4.44 in the morning. Uh, so that was impressing and touching them as well. This miracle was spreading. And then as I was clear, cleaning up the things, uh, a lot of her things after she had passed away, uh, about a month later, I ran into some amazing things. Like, for example, the last check in her checkbook that was ever going to be signed by her, the check number was 444. Again, reminding me of that she passed at 444 in the morning. Uh, she had two cosmetics that she used on a regular basis, and I was putting them away, and I noticed that the contents said on both bottles, two bottles, that the contents was 444 milligrams. Uh, one week before she passed away, uh, I noted she specifically changed her password on the computer to number 444. And then when I was reconciling the checks uh, in her bank statement, um, the next time the statement came in, I found out that the last check that she had written before she passed away was for $4.44 and that that had gotten mailed and it was part of the uh, reconciliation. And uh, I also noted that for a couple of years I woke up at 4.44 in the morning on her birthday. So this is to radiate for you how when you have miracles in your life and you're talking to God every day and you're experiencing maybe 10% of your day is miraculous, that when you have these hard, difficult times, uh, God shows up and you recognize his voice. You, you are familiar with his voice. Another amazing thing happened three years after my wife's passing when I was writing my first book, uh, Tony's 50,000 Coincidence Miracles, on page 125 of book number one, I finished writing the story that I just told you about my wife's passing and all of the illnesses, etc., in greater detail than what I had just explained to you. And I just finished typing it, and I was inspired by God to take a break. I had been typing all morning, and so it was, it was time for a break. And I got up to take a break, and as I was walking by the table to go out and sit down and relax. Uh, I noticed a magazine on the top of a pile of magazines I've been trying to read for a long time. So Jesus inspired me to take the top one. And so I got outside, I opened the book, and uh, and I opened it at random, and my eyes landed on a 
page in there that said, and Mrs. Doobie passed away at 4.44 a.m. Now, I had just typed the book explaining the story I just told you. My wife passed away at 4.44, and here I take a break because God inspired me to do that. He inspired me to pick up this uh, magazine, and I open it at random, and there's a story about Mrs. Dubé passing away at 4.44. It's the Catholic transcript from Connecticut, um, and it was in the March issue of uh, 2017. So that is another flabbergasting miracle happening three years later. Now, what's significant about passing away at 444 is my wife and Mrs. Doobie also were devoted, had a devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And the number 444 in history is a number that people use when they're trying to think about or remember the Blessed Virgin Mary. So I would encourage you that when you see the number 444, you remember the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, uh, because that number is to remind us of her and to remind us of the rosary. Uh, she promised people when she's, she's appeared to some saints on the planet, she promised people that anyone who says her rosary every day uh, will have a blessing because she will personally come and visit them at the moment of their death. And my wife had that happen at 444. And also Mrs. Dubé also in, in her article said she saw the Blessed Virgin Mary coming to her at the last moment. So she also said her rosary every day too. We don't preach religions, but I'm just telling you from my experience in life that 444 is reminding us about the Blessed Virgin Mary and her Holy Rosary. So you can bear that when you see the number 444, hopefully you remember the Mother of Jesus Christ, the Blessed Virgin Mary, no matter what religion you are. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this week. I will be talking to you again next week. And in the meantime, I hope you keep noticing your own miracles. And remember that 10% of your day is miracles. The other 90% is still regular life. God bless you, and I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.